Welcome to Being Second Best, a podcast dedicated to second chair leaders within the church. This podcast is built to serve and edify and encourage folks serving in every ministry capacity outside of lead pastor, from the janitor to the student pastor to the associate pastor to the volunteer greeter. We hope this is encouraging for you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. We are back again with another episode of being second best. David just figured out that his mic has swiveled. Has it always been able to do that? Yep, it's always been able to go up and down. Uh, Today we felt really lighthearted and joyful, and we haven't at all had any complicated couple of weeks, and so we figured we would just talk about something super simple today. And by that we mean uh, David had COVID and is getting getting over it, and uh, everything around us has been canceled a whole bunch lately. So we're talking about the Rona. Why not? Um, so David, you're alive and well, now a two-time survivor That's of right. the deadly That's COVID-19. Right. Um, just to clarify a couple of things I discovered, one, you can get it again, but it is very rare. Um, and I bar- barely had it the first time, kind of barely had it the second time too. I have very mild symptoms. Uh, this last time, uh, I lost 20 pounds. Which I think is good news. I had 20 pounds to spare. I don't know if y'all <laughs> know what I look like in real life, but. I could, I could lose 20 pounds. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm under 200 pounds, which is, I haven't been under 200 pounds in 16 years. Uh, but <laughs> So not only is David an influencer now, he's also a fit influencer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't know about that, but uh, they, Marvel has been calling me. I keep ignoring their calls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only way Marvel would call me is if they were looking for a stand-in for in-game <laughs> Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had it. Uh, real quick, I'll just tell you what my experience was. It was, uh, um, so we got, it, it, the the outbreak happened at church, pretty much. Uh, uh, me and one of my students and two of my volunteers all got it at the same time. One of them maybe had it first. It looks like maybe that one gave it to us. Don't want to spread guilt. But we, a, 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 several of us got it. We went ahead and canceled everything for a week. Uh, I um, I tested positive. So we were exposed on Sunday. I tested on Thursday once I heard that one of my girls had it. And I knew I was around her. Tested on Thursday with the little Walgreens home test. Said I was negative uh but as thursday wore on i felt worse and worse friday friday morning i tested again i was positive um so that's something to to maybe clarify for some people uh there's a clear point where i think i contracted the disease and i didn't test positive for four days after that so the the whole wait some time to test that's pretty valid. Um, but anyway, I tested positive. Uh, headaches, um, scratchy throat, not really runny nose too much. Uh, uh, body aches, mainly in my lower body, my legs. Uh, my, my legs, my ankle, or my knees, my ankles, and my hips were extra sore. Um, but the other thing was I just was just, I couldn't do anything. I'd get up and walk around the house and get dizzy and go lay back down. 
Um, and it kind of drug on a lot longer this time. And last, the first time I had it, I didn't lose my taste. This time I did. I lost my taste. And it turns out a lot of food's kind of disgusting when you can't taste it. Particularly, I'll tell you one, is mashed potatoes. <laughs> mashed potatoes <laughs> is just like mush in your mouth. It doesn't taste like potatoes. Yeah, you're like, uh, mm, potatoes and, and taste really, good. A white lump of goop in my mouth yeah, that's warm. I, Gross. <laughs> so my favorite candy bar is a fast break. And I uh, I went to the gas station once I was uh, like good to go out. I went to the gas station, got a fast break. And man, I couldn't have told you if I was eating a fast break or a turd. And it was like, <laughs> and, you know, it, it was so depressing because it was like this. This was the moment I was waiting for. Now, I, I have got my taste back now, but it took a couple, really a couple of weeks. And uh, uh, I also had diarrhea. Sorry Ooh. if you're uncomfortable with that word, but that's real life. I had diarrhea. That's where I lost all the weight. I couldn't eat. Nothing tasted good. But I was crapping like crazy anyway. <laughs> Lovely. But, uh, but anyway, that was my experience. Um, I also got to field a lot of questions about uh, when I was going to get the vaccine and why I didn't have it already. And uh, I don't have the vaccine because I, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll just tell you this. My, the, my biggest concern with the vaccine is I haven't had children yet. Yeah. And there are some concerns about how it affects it fertility and I haven't seen its effectiveness as a good reason for me to get it. That's how I feel. Everybody feels different. I'm 35. I think somebody that's 70, go ahead and get the vaccine. Maybe save you a few more years. I don't know. Like everybody's got different situations. Yeah. So the idea of knowing who should and shouldn't have it. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I can't bind anybody's conscience on the issue of vaccines. Um, but with with me, I, I'm not, and it has less to do with kids because I got a bunch of them already. Um, but uh, I, my mother-in-law works uh, in um, uh, like at a pregnancy center that handles crisis pregnancy, uh, counsels ladies who wants to, want to have abortions uh, into not making that decision, uh, and something I didn't know until. Uh, I began to study more into that field of what she does and, and those organizations that there's a lot of vaccine research that's based off of fetal stem cells from aborted fetuses uh, and cultured in tissue and cells from aborted fetuses. And if I'm going to be pro-life, I just have an issue with giving my money and my time and my body to something that I don't support when it comes to being pro-life. Um, but I, I can't bind anybody else's contents with that. For me... Uh, Somehow, I have yet to contract the Rona, knock on wood. <laughs> I don't know if my desk is made of wood or fake wood. I think it's wood. It's like press wood. It's fake. It's fake. <laughs> uh, but, uh, which is funny because the Thursday, so David tested positive on a Thursday and was here with me on a Tuesday recording our last episode and set roughly three and a half feet from me. Uh, while we ate lunch and recorded a 25-minute episode. so much spittle. And somehow I didn't catch it, so that's funny. Uh, I'm beginning to think that either A, uh, there's more research that needs to be done on when someone is contagious or not, or B, I have superhuman powers, uh, and my body just punches every virus in the face. 
Uh, I don't go to the doctor often. Maybe it's because I'm a gross individual and I don't wash my hands enough. And so my body's like, oh, we already had something like that before. We can fight this just fine, pal. Because, <laughs> like, for real, like, this is going to make me sound kind of dumb, but that's fair. Uh, I've not really changed many of my life practices over the last year and a half of this COVID pandemic stuff. Like, I don't really wash my hands anymore than I used to. I don't really use hand sanitizer because you ever do this one where you use hand sanitizer and then you eat like some chicken wings and then you lick the sauce off your finger and your, your finger tastes like buffalo sauce and rubbing alcohol. And it's gross. I don't like that taste. I just want I want to lick the barbecue <clears throat> sauce off my Well, and I don't know what they're making <laughs> hand sanitizer out of now. It straight smells like tequila. Oh, it smells <laughs> bad. But it doesn't taste like tequila. That's a bummer. <laughs> I, I wanted a margarita. <laughs> Squirt a lime and a thing of hand sanitizer. It still oh. makes a good fire starter, though. It does. And it burns blue. That's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. There's just uh, the struggle that I'm currently having with a lot of this stuff is it seems like you're only allowed to live in extremes right now. You're either so far one direction that. COVID is either not real or is a Chinese bioweapon to kill American people. To which I say, if you believe that, that's kind of crazy because if I was going to build a bioweapon, I wouldn't build something that had a 99.7% survival rate. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem like a good weapon. It seems like, like trying to fight World War II with a pellet rifle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then you, or the opposite, where. Everything is a super spreader event, and everyone should actually just shut down, get a government check, and live in their homes until, uh, you know, this virus clears, however long that may take, six, seven, eight years. Um, and I don't think we can live like that. I don't think as Christians we can live on extremes. I think we have to be somewhere in the middle where we wrestle with responsibility and understanding that it is a virus, it is real, it does kill people, and... The command that God has for us to live a Christian life, which involves outreach and biblical community, which are commands of the scripture. And so, I don't know, what's your thoughts on that, David? Well, one of the problems I had, uh, so when my student called me, uh, one of my girls got it, and she called me and let me know she had it. And she asked me specifically not to tell two of the older men in our church that she respects and she likes. She talks to um, on Wednesdays and Sundays when they see each other. And I said, why? It's, it caught me off guard. I thought, that's strange. And I said, why wouldn't you want them to know? And she said, I just, I don't want them to be disappointed in me. And I was like, you're, you're not a bad person for getting the virus. Um, and and it took me hearing it from a kid to realize, but that's what we're, if you get the virus, you're a bad guy. And it's like, what sickness in, in, in all of history have we treated the people who got it like criminals instead of showing them compassion and care? You know, and it's like, it's tough. And the, one of my volunteers is still in the hospital right now. And it's, and it's tough. It's really difficult because, his wife can't go see him. His kids can't go see him. They can't even talk to him on the phone. Um, 
because he's got COVID and and he's locked down in in the hospital. Um, he's on a ventilator. He is improving, but it is it's tough and it's scary. I don't think that COVID's not real, um, <clears throat> uh, but I don't think COVID is avoidable. I don't yeah. think we need to play God, but uh, I, I think we got to be careful that we're not making enemies out of people that are brothers and sisters over something that we can't control either way. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's the key point. That's what I've been wrestling with the most, uh, probably for the last really last six months, something that, that I'm trying to wrap my brain around. is just this idea and thought, you know, like I, I've experienced similar things where we've got folks, you know, I've, I've talked to kids that I know and seen them like with their mask on as I come close begin to back up away and and have this total fear that everyone is somehow going to potentially get them sick uh, and that if they get sick, they're surely going to die. When statistically, that's, that's not the case. Um, and wrestling with this, this like mindset that we have in our country that somehow everybody from one side of this paradigm is wrong that either either all the people who are taking it overly serious are wrong or all the people who are not taking it serious are wrong like when in actuality we should be able to give a little bit like i'm not going to take a vaccine but if other people want to and that's their best choice for them okay that's fine like my i have a lot of family members that are vaccinated Great, like I'm, I'm happy for them that they feel safe and comfortable. But in the end, like if we're Christians, we have to come to a point in understanding that no vaccine we can come up with, no man-made medical activity is going to fix this. Because we're not God. We, we can't just stop it. Because we don't have that power. We don't have that authority. Like we don't. And so this will end when God sees fit to let it end. Uh, and perhaps Christians, instead of being so focused on, you know, like the two arguments that I've heard of Christians who say, if you don't get vaccinated or you don't wear a mask, then you don't believe what Jesus said when he said, love your neighbor. Or the people I've heard on the other side, they're like, clearly this is a sign of the end times and the vaccine is the mark of the beast. And uh, Joe Biden is the same as Nikolai Carpathia from Left Behind, and that this is somehow tied to Revelation, and that this surely means that Jesus is coming in the next six months. Well, like, okay, I don't think either of those are biblically accurate. I think that's a stretch, and it all comes from a place of living in fear. We're fearful. I'd like to clarify, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I do have some other vaccinations. I'm I'm just a person that's not convinced I... I need this one yet. Yeah. Uh, and I, but I want to clarify, I don't think it's the mark of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but I've got a sister that's not a believer and she was actually coming through town. wanted to know if I wanted to come meet them. And I said, Oh, I've got the virus. I can't, I'm quarantined. And, uh, she, you know, she wanted to know, uh, if I've been vaccinated, I was like, no. And she said, oh, are you afraid it's the mark of the beast? And I'm like, why do you assume that's the reason? Like, is yeah. that the only reason to not get vaccinated? Um, and, uh, and I, uh, 
I was like, no, I don't think it's the mark of the beast. I just, I, <clears throat> I, I, okay, let me just say, I've seen the numbers, guys, and maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> maybe I'm an idiot, but I'm not convinced that this is what I need to do right now. Yes. I, I'm not saying it, it will never be. I'm not saying, I'm just saying right now, I'm not convinced. Uh, and, and it's just like, uh, when, when, I, when evolution was being pushed on me in school, even when I was young, I wasn't convinced. I was like, I, I just don't know that that's right. And then as I got older, I, I found, you know, I, I, I found more resources that helped support how I, how I really felt about it. Right. And it was, it was, it was relieving to find other people that said, it's okay to believe that the Bible just is true. Yeah. You know, um, but that's how I feel about the vaccine. And part of it, I, I honestly, part of it's probably my rebellious spirit that I don't like it because it's being pushed on me. That that makes me want to buck. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm not like, oh, vaccines are evil or I, you know what? I don't think Biden's trying to kill David Leducer. Maybe yeah. he is. But Joe Biden I don't, don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, I just am not convinced I should get it. And I know a lot of other people that have a lot of concerns about it. So wh- I just want, what is, what is the big deal? What is the, what is the deal? Why? Wh- why can't we accept we don't actually control any of it? That's why. The, the reason why we can't is because we don't like to. Like, we don't like to admit we're not in charge. I mean, this is, this is not just COVID. Like, this is every part of the human life. That we try to control our sexuality, we try to control our ethics, we try to control, like we try to grab a hold of something out of thin air and make ourselves our own gods to make our own decisions so that we can control it because we can't bear to lay ourselves down and say, yeah, there's something bigger at work here that we can't, we can't force to do something. And so we, we come up with other options. You know, it's like, uh, like the little kid who who have you ever seen those little like square blocks where you you have different shaped blocks and there's holes that match them like a triangle and you saw the triangle and the triangle hole. It's like the kid who's like, oh, I'm gonna slide this octagon in the triangle. That doesn't work. I'm gonna slide the square in the triangle. That doesn't work. Circle, triangle. Like they just keep clicking pegs until one of them fixes. Like that's what we're like as people. We're like, oh, here's the problem. Well, the answer is clearly God. Let's see, if we can fit God in this hole. Ah, no, I'm gonna throw some science. Uh, how about some medicine? How about some politics? Uh, well, that doesn't work. Fear mongering. Let's do that. <laughs> like, we live in this weird, weird realm where we continually think and act and function in that capacity, and it's utterly ridiculous. Like, sometimes I just have to take a step back and be like, "Yep, you people who are afraid that this is the mark of the beast, you're gonna be really disappointed when uh, you don't hear a trumpet sound before you die." <laughs> and those of you who think that surely you're going to get COVID and die if you take off your mask. You're going to be sorely disappointed when you realize you've lived three, two or three years of absolute fear and this thing fades just like the Black Plague into history and you, your kids read about it in textbooks when they're in high school. You know, like, yeah, you that's know just what? life. You can't, you can't fix it. You can't stop I'm it. I'm willing to accept that one day my kids are going to study how I should have taken the vaccine. Maybe. Maybe. Or one day they might study how the vaccine was a disaster. I don't know. Maybe. Who um, knows? I just know I that I don't trust the government very much. So anytime the government says, 
here, do this. It's what's best for you. I'm really inclined to do the opposite. <laughs> well, and here's, here's my thing. Uh, when people forsake God and say God doesn't exist, uh, well, this, this is what I see in America. Let me just say it that way. I don't know what it looks like in the rest of the world. But atheists, they still have to have some kind of authority. And so then they start to really worship the government. The government's what has to save me and the government's what has to provide for me and the government, all these things we used to pray to God for. Now they're really honestly praying to the government for, and, uh, and the government's a poor savior and you can keep trying it. I'm begging you to realize God's the only savior. Uh, and honestly, I'm death. Isn't a bad thing. If you believe the gospel, like I don't pursue death, but I'm not afraid of death. Yeah. Is, is that so radical to say? How can you read the Bible and then think it's radical to say, I'm okay with dying? Yeah, I think, like, I'm assuming that majority of the people who listen to these episodes, all 15 of them, uh, are Christians. And by that, need to come to grips in terms with the fact that you're promised death. It's going to happen. Not only are you promised death, Jesus says before you die, the whole world's going to hate you because they hated him. Like, direct words from Jesus. So death is not something, like, that you can stop. And so if you're going to live in fear of it, that's a hard place to be in. Like, And I, I, I wrestle with that sometimes, like, being afraid of death because I don't want to leave my wife and my kids and my family, but... It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And so I just have to keep reminding myself, no, God gave me a mission for here and now. And so I'm going to live my life to glorify God in the here and now. And I'm not going to cower in darkness. I'm not going to hide from the world and tuck back into my house because the government says run away from sickness. I'm like, what did Jesus do when people said, no, 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 no. They're lepers. They have a skin-eating disease. Don't be around them. He's like, uh, that's okay. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go over there anyway. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. come on. Like, uh, Jesus has demanded us to be bold and courageous. And I'm not saying be stupid. Like, I'm not saying, like, go to the COVID ward and refuse to wear a mask and fight a nurse. Like, I'm saying be smart, be respectful if you, like... You know, if you got family members who who are like, please wear a mask, wear wear a mask around. That's fine. Like, it's not that big a deal. But at the same time, like, let's preach a gospel that saves, not a government that saves. Let's preach a God that has a purpose for us after death, not a death that's the end of all. Because the worst thing in life is not death. <laughs> the worst thing in life is wasting it, wasting whatever time you have on earth. So that when you reach the finish line, you're like that person in the uh, parable that Jesus tells where he says, you know, these, these guys were all given gold. And some of them go out and invest it, and it makes money. And the one guy just buries it. And Jesus, like, he says that the, the owner comes, like, the, the master comes back and is disappointed in that guy because he, did, he wasn't active with it. He just sat on it. That's what your life's like if you just sit there and cower in fear. Well, he throws them in the place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. So it's, it's not, not just he's disappointed. 
it's it's a big deal yeah but i'll tell you a story that happened this sunday and this is what this is okay i i studied philosophy in college uh i'm a, I'm a very logical thinker and if you want to do a thought experiment you've got to follow your logic out and when i follow out where we're going i don't like any of it yep <laughs> so when, when i've got kids that are apologizing for being sick uh I, that's a problem for me but what happened this sunday uh and i'm going to try my best not to name name any names i don't know if y'all know the people i'm talking about anyway but i don't want to name names but i had a couple of my kids who were in a good mood and having a good day sunday morning and I had a, uh, an elderly gentleman who reprimanded them for being happy and that they need to go pray for this member of our church that's in the hospital with COVID right now. And I thought, what a strange world to live in that kids aren't allowed to be kids because everybody's afraid of stuff. Like, even at funerals, I don't reprimand kids for laughing and playing. You know what I mean? Like, what in the world... And so I gotta, we, we've got to stop and say, where are we going? And when do we stop this train and say, it's just wrong. This is just, we've, we've let this get out of control. We are acting like we don't even believe in God. Yep. And, we're, and we're the church. We're the church and we're acting like uh, sickness is absolute despair and there's no hope for anyone. And that's just not true. And we're not living like we believe the Bible. Yeah. So I don't care if you get a vaccine. I know a lot of people that have vaccines. In fact, I, I there's people I might encourage them to get the vaccine. You know, uh, I've got, I've got a lot of the elderly people in my life that I love and I care about, and they've got the vaccine. And I think, oh, if somebody's going to be figure out if it works, I, I'd like for you to be protected if it happens to work. You know, uh, but I, I don't I don't hate the vaccine. I don't think uh, I don't think it's a evil master plan. I just don't know that is right yet. That's that's where I'm at. Same, same for me. I, I don't I don't hate the vaccine. Do it if you want to. It's just not for me. Uh, and. God forbid I get COVID at some point. So be it. Like, then that is part of God's sovereign plan to allow me to walk through that or not. <laughs> you know, like, just trying to come to grips with that and an understanding that, like, if there were rhyme and reason to it and it were simple science, we would have figured this thing out now. We would have solved this. Right? If it were only that COVID killed certain age groups or certain... Uh, physical limitations but we're seeing people all over the map you know basically anybody over the age of 18 we i mean we've seen people in their 20s and 30s and we had a local guy that made a bunch of signs for us who was 48 and died like he can't control it i can't fix it and nothing i do is going to be magic to make it go away because if if it was like if if a mask and a vaccine was the end all be all we'd have fixed it by now <laughs> We're not because like we can't master God and we can't master nature we can't control and grasp and dominate all of those things without the help of the Holy Spirit and by God's will and allowing those things to or not to happen well and so I think uh, it's a test of sovereignty yeah and I want to clarify too I'm not afraid of the vaccine any more than I'm afraid of corona 
Um, you know, like, cause some, some people is fear either side that they're on. They're afraid of something. I, I, uh, when you're not afraid to die, you make decisions differently in your life. And I think there's a lot of the world that doesn't understand just doesn't understand that just doesn't understand they've never been in that place where they're not afraid to die and what what we're seeing what corona's made very apparent to me is that as a culture in america we're terrified of dying we're willing to bend on a lot of things to make sure we don't die and i gotta ask is the quality of the life that we're living worth preserving you know like what in the world if i believe that heaven is far better then i'm going to spend my energy fighting for more people to know jesus than spend my energy trying to preserve my life yeah i don't know you probably need to edit that we talked a lot but (laughs) it's all right we got strong opinions and that's what is great about podcasting you can just share your opinions if people don't like them, they can stop listening. So that's fine. But here's the thing, like, Christian, please believe in a God that is sovereign and true and understand your place in the hierarchy of the world. And if you do that, I think you'll come to better grips with relationships and COVID and politics and sports and everything else when you realize like yep i am 33 years old short fat out of shape with a poor diet and uh so if god chooses to kill me with covid so be it but like it's not like he's going to meta metamorphosize my body into michael jordan out of the blue right like we, we gotta be realistic and know no god's got me here in murphy in this time and space doing the job i'm doing how i'm doing it because he has a purpose so if he's got you going through some physical trial or ailment or you've lost loved ones in this circumstance or you are trying to wrap your head around it no like it is for your good i mean romans teaches paul writes that in romans chapter 8 that that he those who he called he's predestined to be conformed to the image of christ and that he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. It's to shape and to mold you. And I'll say this last thing. Um, You know, I mentioned that I lost some weight. Justin mentioned that he's fat. He's not super fat. I'm looking at him. He's not that fat. fat. (laughs) Um, There's a difference in being fat and having some fat. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Anyway. um, But uh, one of the, the things that they don't like to talk about, what we need to know to help ours, us with this. But uh, one of the clearest correlations between the extremity of the symptoms of COVID uh, is obesity. obesity. Uh, if you're overweight, you're much more likely to have severe symptoms. Uh, and that's something that isn't mentioned much, but it's very clear in the statistics and and so i think yeah we need we do need to take care of ourselves better uh yes you do need to take care of your body uh and, and yeah maybe you should 
you know, make some decisions that are healthier. One of the things is when food doesn't taste good, your logic and what you choose to eat changes. Uh, That's something that I really think honestly was a gift from God. The time I spent where I couldn't taste, I realized how driven I was by taste and how poorly I was eating because I really wasn't motivated to take care of myself. I was motivated to please myself. And so I have a very different outlook on how I choose my meals just because I now realize that taste isn't the end of the world, you know, (laughs) you know, taste isn't everything. Uh, But I do think my, my exhortation to people is please be healthy. Please take care of your body. Uh, But don't be afraid of dying. You know, respect the gift that you've been given in the body, treat it like the temple of God, but realize when your time's up, your time's up. Yep. All right. I think we can end on that. So, Hope everybody feels happy and joyous on this yeah, lovely, lovely Lord's Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, send us away. Second best. Sometimes get COVID anyway. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Better than we're still better than the rest. Yeah, better than the rest. Why not? Yeah.